Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. This is Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Sievers. This is your one-stop shop for all things Hillsdale College Sports. Jake, let's start with some cross-country. That sounds good to me. Joey Humes can now add an All-American title to his list of running accolades. The lone Charger to compete in the men's 2018 NCAA Division II cross-country championships took 25th place, finishing in 33 minutes, 4.4 seconds. And on the women's cross-country team, Saturday marked junior Arena Lewis's second trip to nationals and her first time earning All-American honors as she finished 37th with a time of 23 minutes, 26.6 seconds. For the sixth season in a row, the Chargers competed in the NCAA Division II cross-country nationals. The Chargers battled hard as they were ranked 18th and ended at 19th. Regional rival Grand Valley State captured first. Martin, over to you. Thanks, Jake. Over to men's basketball. The Ozo College Chargers improved to 4-0 on the road. Their latest victory came on Saturday with a 78-71 win over Tiffin University in Ohio. The win makes the Chargers 5-3 overall and 2-0 in the GMAC. In the Hillsdale College, Chargers will now play five of its next six at home starting Thursday night against Walsh University. Now on Charger Rundown, we'd like to welcome in Davis Larson, a redshirt sophomore forward for the Hillsdale College men's basketball team. Davis, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, pretty good week for you guys, huh? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. It uh, feels good uh, this weekend, coming off a 2-0 uh, week against some quality teams. So so the Charger men's team beat uh, Cedarville and Tiffin, Cedarville on Thursday and then Tiffin on Saturday. Um, for you this season, you're getting more of a role. Um, you're obviously starting – uh, Coach Starp is is leaning heavily on you to get get a lot of scoring done for his team. Um, how have you adjusted to you know last year came off the bench you know provided some quick sparks for this team. Now I mean you have to be the guy in some moments. How how have you kind of transitioned into this role? Yeah, the role for sure has definitely changed, and uh, I'm still getting used to that. Honestly, where there's been sometimes like last year I would get maybe two three shots a game. Now I have to take more than 10 sometimes and it's it's just a weird transition for me that I'm still figuring out but we've had talks with the coaches and just like it's it's going well it's 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 progressing throughout the season I'll, I'll be more comfortable in my role and I think even with me taking more shots it, we still need other players to step up and score it's not just me obviously so I think as a team without uh, losing two of our leading scores from last year uh, everybody just needs to step up the scoring. Obviously, you guys lose Stedman Lowry and Ryan Badowski, Skeeter Bob. Um, you know, two guys that could really score the basket uh, basketball last year for you guys. What was your mentality then? You know, this summer, like what were you? What were you, especially were you focused on knowing that this was going to be your role this fall? Yeah, personally, this summer, knowing that like two of the greatest shooters in the conference last year were gone. Like, I just needed. I wanted to work on my shooting, just overall offense, like whatever I could do to. Um, help the offense. Obviously, we know Nick Nar Nick Nick Zarnowski is our main guy. We want to play through him, but obviously, like we need other guys to step up. And Coach Tharp said, "I know so someone needs to do it. Next guy up, who's who's it going to be?" And I just want to kind of solidify my role on the team as a kind of a go-to guy and just like just do what I can. I mean, obviously, you guys are just sitting just over 500 right now in the season. Had some really good games. Mm -hmm. Couple couple games where you guys kind of struggled a little bit. Um, one of the biggest problems that we've seen this year, um, a little bit, has been that offensive consistency. Uh, what does Coach Starp tell you guys to um, try to hone in on your guys' offensive skill set? 
I think the biggest thing that Tharp has reiterated us, uh, reiterated us uh, to us like over and over again this season is just to relax. I think we get confused and stressed out when we don't see Ryan Badowski out there. We don't see Stedman Lowry out there to take a big shot. And we haven't been used to that yet this season. And that's like this past this past weekend, it, it went really well where guys were taking big shots and they were confident in that moment. But previously earlier this season, we, we were we questioned that. We didn't know what to do. We were a little bit confused. So I think as we grow throughout the season, that'll just be more and more comfortable. We won't be shying away from offense and our offense will just be more smooth. Obviously, uh, earlier this year, you guys had a tough game against Ferris State. Uh, close loss. Ferris State earlier this year, they also played Duke. So my question is, uh, why don't you play Duke? That's a very good question. I don't know why Coach Oshesky <laughs> doesn't call up Tharp right now, honestly. Um, you know, I, I don't know. We, we I think we match up against Duke pretty well. So Listen. You and Zion, <laughs> like one-on-one, -on -one, who wins? Yes. Is that even a question? Why are you even asking me? You know who's going to win. I think you're going to win. There of we course. go. Of okay, course. okay. So so Duke uh, beat Ferris State 132-48. to 48. What would the final score be if you went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Duke for 40 minutes? Hillsdale Chargers, 97. Duke, uh, 89. I love it. Yes. <laughs> All right, Coach K, you heard it. You heard it. Davis Larson calling you boys out. <laughs> I love it. Um, Dave, uh, obviously through the first part of the season, uh, you know, one of the biggest things has been your guys' injuries. Um, you know, Nick Zarnowski has been battling uh, an injury with his ankle um, basically since last season. Um, really hasn't been 100% healthy. Played through it a little bit on Saturday and then injured it, re-injured it again. Um, and then Nate Nevue not even playing on Saturday for you guys. Um, what does it What does it mean to lose those two guys? I mean, those two guys kind of are you guys' floor generals, so to say, you know, in different positions. Nate obviously being the point guard, and like you said, Nick Zarnowski, that's who you guys run the offense through. What's it like been playing without them? It's it's tough when you don't see two of your captains not on the floor. I mean, like you said, they're our floor generals. They, they kind of run what we do. They're the coaches on the floor, so – Initially, when they were out, it was kind of a difficult process, and just like uh, us young guys <clears throat> and unexperienced, not as experienced as Nick and Nate, it was kind of difficult to like run the offense sometimes and just know what to do. And like we don't know where that leadership's going to come from. But those two, especially when they're not playing, have done a really good job of communicating to the guys that have been playing on the floor and just giving us confidence. And when they're on the floor, they're themselves. But like I said, when we don't play with them. I think in the last few games it has gotten a lot easier and better, like more smooth not playing with them, which which is great, especially when they're leaving next year. You're listening to Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Davis, you're not the only redshirt sophomore that's stepped up this season. Uh, Connor Hill has filled uh, into a nice role coming off the bench, uh, running some offense for Coach Starp, and then Trent Richardson as well. Um, you know, he's, we've seen a little bit mid-range, you know, post-up, fade-away game from Trent Richardson early on this season. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, what does that say to Coach Starp's, you know, progression with players? You know, getting players ready, even if they're not ready their first couple years, um, to really start into a big role whether it comes to their third and fourth seasons. Mm -hmm. I think I think that just gives a lot of credit to, like, our player development over the years, you know. Even when we're redshirting, I, I think the initial thought is, like, oh, we're not thought of right away. But every day we're in the gym working just as hard as the guys that are playing, and they even stress – our skill development, our what we're doing in the weight room, they start that even more than the guys that are playing. So, like, look at Connor. Like, he came from redshirting, obviously not getting that many minutes last year to getting quality minutes off the bench, and that's just the uh, skill development that the coaches give us and 
Another example of that is Trent Richardson, who he just works he works his tail off in the off season and just like you see his mid range jumper in the in the games, he 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 has a skill and that's that's I think that's just gives credit to the coaches what they've done to develop what Trent was coming in, probably just like a back to the basket, but now he can face up, he can do a little bit of everything. So that's just a lot of a lot of credit and I mean, we appreciate that. Like we we wouldn't be the players we are today, especially in our careers without the assistance and Coach Tharp. Speaking of the assistance, you guys got a new one to join Coach uh, Brandon Pretzel this year and Jason Pretzer. How has uh, the Pretz been doing? A former Hillsdale College basketball player. I mean, the man's seven foot tall. Um, maybe he doesn't really work as much with you as he does maybe the bigs, but uh, Pret- uh, Pretzer's got a snap, uh, strap on him. So, oh, Pretz can light it up. That's for sure. Uh, no, he's just another young young guy who played for Coach Tharp, who can just give us insight on you know, what Tharp's thinking and like when we don't necessarily know what's going on and he can just give us uh, notes from like experience and that's just always a, like a great thing to have, something to, <clears throat> someone to like who always has your back and who has been in your shoes. Does Coach Tharp have something for assistants that have a P-R-T-Z in their last name? Like, I don't know, that's just Pritzel, Pretzer, whatever. Um, but obviously, Davis, the, the season is an absolute grind. From October until March, how do you stay focused throughout the entire season? Because right now we're just starting to kick off the conference schedule. But, I mean, when you look ahead, you don't have any break, no, no winter break, nothing like that. So how do you stay focused even throughout the dog days of the season? That's a good question. Um, the season's long, that's for sure. You can tell by how long it goes October to March. But from a player's standpoint in our shoes, it, it goes quick. You know, you it seems like there's games every day. And at the end of the season, you just look back and, like, where did the season go? So I think there isn't really a point where we struggle to lose focus on the season. Obviously, there's times where we want to go home, yeah, when everybody goes home for Christmas break. But there's literally no break. It, it goes so quick. You're listening to Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. And let's paint the picture for a second for you, Davis. Um, it's Saturday. You guys, I think, are up at 1 at this point with a minute 30 left. And Jack Cordes gets the ball on the right wing wide open, which she always is wide open because nobody guards him because they know he's not going to shoot the ball. He shoots the ball with 90 seconds left, and the ball's in the air. What are you thinking to yourself right now? I was like, oh, boy, how am I going to get this rebound? <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, I was under the rim and I was like, "Oh boy, let's see what happens." But hey, it went in, and that's what fifth-year seniors do. You know, that's what captains do—they step up and hit big buckets. So I we mean, needed that shot. He doesn't shoot threes at all, and in, in that situation, it wasn't like the shot, shot clock was really at, wasn't at one one or anything. Like he just stepped into it and just let it rip, and he knocked down probably the biggest shot of the game. Yeah, that's the one thing about Jack—he he never lacks confidence. He's a, he's a tough kid. He. He know he knows his, he knows what he can do. He knows his role, and at that point in the game, he knew we needed a big bucket, and he delivered. How many triples has he taken in practice? He takes a few. He okay. takes a few. I think Co- coach lets him take some. I, I mean, I would let him take some. He's got a his shots. His shots gotten a little better over the years. Obviously, it's a little flat, but hey, he he can when he's on, he's on. So it's in the repertoire. Okay. But he does so much for you guys, especially defensively. And another big moment as you guys got the victory against Tiffin, um, when Sarnowski went out. Uh, with about 6.30 left in the game. This, I thought this was great coaching by the uh, Tiffin coaching staff. They, You guys had to bring in Gordon Bear, who had four fouls. And, and you know, Coach Starr probably would have put in Bear with about four minutes left to go. You know, that's usually when, when coaches decide to put guys in with four fouls. But 
he was forced to because you guys didn't have a lot of bigs to go to down the stretch with Zar getting hurt. And they took out their Austin Adams kid, who is a big body down there, took him out so they played small, and they had to play Jack on the small guy, which forced Gordy to guard their big. Gordy fouls out. I just thought that was really good coaching, And but you guys answered the bell. You guys had to play a little bit small ball at the end. You had to move to the four, which I thought was really impressive. Is that just kind of like when you guys' MO, like, you know, no matter who's out, who who's on the floor, you guys just have to step up into different roles and let it fly? Yeah, I mean, that me moving to the four has been kind of a – like, it's it's been happening all season, you know, whenever teams go small and whenever – like, wherever, whenever we're in foul trouble. So that's not too much of an issue. I agree with the Tiffin coach. They their team's good. They're they're going to be a good team at the end of the year. They can compete, that's for sure. But and their their coach made a great decision um, and put basically put Gordy out of the game and put us where we didn't know what to do. And they're coming back. So props to them. But like I said, we Coach Tharp made his adjustments and we did what we had to do. You mentioned Coach Tharp. Uh, obviously, he's one of the greatest coaches in Hillsdale College history. He had his 400th win. Uh, was it Thursday? Thursday, did you have any celebration after the game for number four, Hundo? Uh, we got we got pretty excited in the locker room, and they gave him the game ball, which I think was really cool. Uh, I just think that's a like a class act from Cedarville to do that, just give him the game ball. And we were just super excited, and um, we were really happy on the bus. And like, like, I, like you said, it's just a great milestone. He's probably the best. He's definitely the best uh, coach in Hillsdale history. You look at uh, where you were at as a player coming in uh, a couple of years ago, redshirting a year. How has your game developed from then to now? Uh, the biggest thing is I think I've been able to be a little more versatile where not where I'm playing more guard, but I'm playing more big where, you know, there's times like even in the Tiffin game where I had to move to the four. I think now that I have a few years under the belt, my belt, I'm way more comfortable to do that now than I was even last year. So I think that's just props to the coaches. We're putting us in different situations where we think we can be successful based on the matchups we're given. So that's one big thing that I've taken away in the past couple of years. And just overall, I think the coaches just give us so much confidence. You know, you come in as a, a freshman, like, oh, you don't know where you are. I mean, you're redshirting. You're not really going to play it. So you're you're kind of like you're low on the totem pole. But as the years have gone on, the coaches just – um they just enforce skill development and just the weight room, and I think that I've taken great advantage of that uh, in my game. And I don't know, like I mean, you look at the you look at the stats and you look at all the numbers, and like everybody who's come through as a freshman who's redshirt has always improved. Look at Connor, look at Trent, look at myself, and I just think the coaches just do an amazing job and just continuing to do skill work. Just build the confidence is the most important thing. They just do a great job with that. Now, you're from uh, Sheboygan, when Sheboygan High School, correct? Sheboygan North High Sheboygan, School, correct. Sheboygan North. Wisconsin, yep. Uh, can you please tell us uh, who else we would know that also went to that school? Uh, an alumni of Sheboygan North High School is Coach John Tharp. So you guys went to the same high school. Do you guys ever, like, jab back and forth to each other who was the better uh, Sheboygan North player? Yeah, he always takes. He always makes jokes that he was, but we all know who was. <laughs> does, does, does Coach Tharp have any records at your school? Uh, he does have one thing over me, and he has a state championship, and I was never able to complete that. So you never got one of those? Never got that, no. What was your game like in high school? What kind of player did Coach Tharp recruit you as? Um, I think he just uh, he recruited me as kind of a versatile player. Like I think I'm, I was a little bit as a hybrid. In high school, I was forced to play a little bit of point guard, and obviously that's not my position here in college. So 
I think overall he knew I kind of had an all-around game and he could move me in different positions. And so, yeah. Let me ask you about you know a couple. We had the same high school coach, right? And you guys had the same high school coach. Yeah, same high school coach. My high school coach coached at Sheboygan North High School for 39 years, and uh, Coach Sarp was on arguably his best team, and I was on his last team. So it's pretty, it's pretty special connection. So your senior year, that's when he hung, hung up yep. his jacket. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Let me ask you a couple questions about your uh, teammates. Uh, first, let's start with uh, Dylan Lowry. Is the man a wizard? Because that guy can do anything with the basketball. Is that correct? Uh, you are not wrong, sir. <laughs> How does he do some of those moves, man? His handles are tight. Man, Dill Dill's just a dirty dude. I don't know how else to describe it. He is dirty. He he can he can do anything on the floor. It's it's amazing to see. And his jump shot this season looks like like day and night from last season. I mean, he looks like a consistent three point shooter shooter, and it looks like maybe even some flashes of old Stedman in there. Yeah, that's the great thing about Dill. He kind of has the mindset. He's like, I'm the dude. He wants to be the guy, and I, I love that. I love that mindset that he has, and just look at the numbers he's putting up. He's putting up amazing numbers. He's a great leader for us so far. I mean, I don't know who else I'd want in that position. What about uh, Harrison Diego? I mean, obviously he um, struggled a lot last season, um, never really got into a rhythm, and you know, arguably had, had two of his best games in his Charger uniform this past week, uh, scoring a career high on Thursday against Cedarville, coming back and scoring 14 against Tiffin. Uh, what has H's progression been like this season? How fun has that been to watch? You know, it's it's always good to see like a teammate just, especially coming from a slump, he knows that, and just like being able to have a breakout game and just continue that. Like, it, especially it's even more special for me because he's my current roommate. So I used to give him a lot of <laughs> a lot of crap for that, but you know, it's it's always good to see that. You know, H is a great player. He comes, he's a, a former Division One player, and we all know we all know what he can do and. It's just it's awesome for our team. It's so beneficial for him when he's making shots. He's doing the things he's doing. It just spaces the floor for us, and just we're able to do more. Uh, another teammate, Connor Hill. Is he the best dancer on the team because he dances quite a bit? Either him or honestly, Stefanos Yanakopoulos is up there. He's got some crazy Greek dances that he shows us. Say his last name again. Yanakopoulos. Okay. Okay, so Steph and it's uh, Chris, correct? Stephanos and Christos, correct. Okay, speaking of Greek players, this is going to be uh, a nice little segue. You're wearing a Bucks shirt, so Wisconsin boy through and through. I can't stop biting my tongue. We need to talk about the Packers. All right, let me hear it. Mike McCarthy's gone. It's time to trade Aaron Rodgers now. It's time to trade Aaron Rodgers and and just explode the entire team. Your thoughts. Ah oh, man, that, that's tough. You know, you know, as a, as a diehard Packer fan, like you have arguably one of the greatest QBs of all time in your team. I think he's obviously not what he was five, six years ago winning the MVPs, but he's still a top tier quarterback in this league. I just feel like you need to keep him and just build around him. The Packers, the what they've struggled with the last few, literally the last ten years, they do not get anybody in free agency. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what has frustrated me the most that the management does not do that. I also I also agree I'm I'm happy with the Mike McCarthy decision. I did not agree with some of his play calls. So overall, not obviously not this year cuz the season's basically over for them, but next year and the years leading after that, they'll be okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers today, 50 pass attempts, 230 yards, one touchdown, 17 points against one of the worst defenses in the league. I mean, what do you expect out of a guy who their team is four, six, and one? Do you expect him to put up 500 yards and 
try to save the team. His his confidence down. Like they're he knows they're out of the playoff picture. What do you expect from him? I mean, maybe just maybe call an audible and give it to Aaron Jones more than uh, twelve times against the thirty second ranked rushing defense in the league. I don't disagree with it. He, One missed. fun fact today, though, oh, and, that I'm really disappointed. It was Aaron Rodgers and, and Aaron, Aaron Jones', Jones birthday, birthday, and they yep. lost. Yep. Well, uh, to the Cardinals. I also heard they got their best birthday present was getting rid of Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> hey, 20% of the cap space in 2020 and 2021, that's going to number 12 right there. Something for you to think about when you're trying to build around a team. Davis, real quick, um, Malone and Walsh this week, have you guys started looking at anything for them? Uh, we will start in this week. We know both those teams are just – ultra talented so as it'll be a group effort for sure for both games we're looking forward to it though for sure all right well best of luck this week and uh, go get them all right all right thank you thanks for having me yeah, no thanks problem. davis no problem and thank you for listening to charge rundown i'm martin peterson and i'm jake Seaver. As you're listening to radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm